We are doing something a little bit different here at Smart Good. Actually, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. A lot different. And I'm really excited about it because I am a huge fan of what we're going to be talking about over the next couple episodes. Can I say that? Me too. You're a fan too? I'm a fan too. I wasn't sure if you really were a fan. Yeah, I'm kind of a a newbie. You're a newbie? (laughs) I'm a newbie fan. Hey, my name is Noelle Rhodes, and I co-host this podcast with my dad, Todd Polanak, a business consultant for over 30 years. Together, we talk about what it means to live the upgraded American dream, making money while making a difference in this world. Now, in this new season of episodes, we're going to be talking about the parable of the Tiger King, leadership lessons we can learn from Joe Exotic and his friends. Now, these episodes will be based on Netflix's infamous docuseries, The Tiger King. So if you haven't seen the show, please be advised, there may be some spoilers. All right, it's now time to tune in to Smart Good, a podcast for entrepreneurs with a big heart. Okay. I've joined the club. You joined I've got my membership papers. Or the cult. Some the people cult. say the cult. Well, I don't want to admit that because that probably will go viral and people will pick that up. So no. This is true. That's, yeah, not a cult. But we're going to talk about the Netflix hit series, Tiger King. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen the yes. series. I'm just going to tell you right now, there are going to be spoiler alerts. There's going to be spoiler There's alerts. There's going to be. And Mark her words. If you have not watched this series, um, I would encourage you to do so, unless you're a very highly sensitive person. Yeah, true. Very I true. have recommended this to people who are sensitive. And? They've been very angry with me. So they've written you <laughs> hate mail? Uh, I did get one nasty Facebook message. Okay. Well, there you go. Not going to lie, because I promoted this show on my social media platform, and somebody literally wrote me a message saying, I 100% regret listening to you. I've had bad dreams. I can't sleep at night. It's not scary. We're going to have to cut this whole stuff out of it. I think it's going to turn people off. It's not going to turn anybody off. I'm just just saying there are some people who may not like it, but I think 90% of America does. Okay. So if you're the 10% who doesn't, we're sorry for you. We're sorry. Don't listen to this. Okay. We're going to be talking about Tiger King because I believe that it has had a huge impact on our society, this weird show about this very weird story of a weird man named Joe Exotic for lots of reasons. One being, I think it was the ultimate distraction to what we're going through as the world. Yes. The pandemic. Yes, the pandemic. The pandemic. It was a great distraction because it's wonderful to know that there is something even more weirder than a global pandemic. <laughs> uh, maybe. I would say this story, well, Tiger King, it's, it's, is a little it's, weirder. It's it's weird. I'll put, put okay. it there, yeah. We can agree and disagree. Okay. But it was a great distraction. Yep. But also I feel like if we're truly honest, each one of us felt like there was something a little familiar. With each character. With each character. Like, there was something that we could kind of relate to. Yes. Well, and maybe not all the characters. Yeah, I can think of three that I definitely can't relate to. Right. But I maybe do... Maybe four. You and I were discussing this. Yes. That there are some really good life leadership lessons in the story of Tiger King. And that's what we're going to discuss in the next couple episodes that we can apply to business. Yes. And to our personal lives. So we're that's what we're going to do. We're going to just... Smart good. 
Smart Good is going to the Tiger King. Is going to use the Tiger King, the parable of the Tiger King, to discuss leadership types, toxic leadership types. Yes, and, and some good leadership s- types too. There are yes, there There's are some, some redeeming factors. There are some redeeming factors, and maybe you know there are there yeah. are. Let's, okay, let's be nice about okay. it. But we're going to talk about what to watch out for. Yep, and how you might be at risk of becoming a toxic leader. Yes. So this is going to be a, a quite a, a different spin than what we've been doing, but it, I think it'll be helpful. So let's go for it. When do we start? We start right now. Awesome. Let's start with the Tiger King himself. That's Joe Exotic, right? Joe Exotic. Now, hold on one moment. Let me look up what his real name is. Okay, so this is what Wikipedia is telling us, and obviously everything that Wikipedia says is 100% accurate. That's what they say. Well, let's just pretend it's true. Okay. Okay. His real name is Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. How do you get so many names? (laughs) That's what, four names? Okay, so I believe he did take the name of his, this is a spoiler alert, Late husband, okay. Travis, which we'll get into in a different episode. And then I think his new husband, I believe his last... I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, I'm sure someone will write in and tell us. Please. Please. We, we do not want to be wrong about these yes. facts. So yes, he his real name is not Joe Exotic, but that's what he goes as. Yep. That is his brand, essentially. That's his brand. couple things about Joe Exotic. This is a man who really did sort of grassroots his business from the beginning from the very beginning like nobody handed him a hundred thousand dollars nope to do this he really did start this kind of what they call it brick and mortar he was an entrepreneur truly a very unique one uh, most are and he basically started a little zoo yep and had tigers Yes. Hence Tiger King. Now, one of the things that you do learn is that he bred tigers, which I don't know. I think what I understood, because this is very weird for us, we live in New Jersey, so owning a tiger actually is illegal in New Jersey. I think anything larger than a kitten. Yes. I'm pretty sure you cannot own a tiger in New Jersey. Uh, However, you can own tigers in other states in America. Go figure. blows my mind. This is a huge part of the story because apparently tigers are endangered. Yes, they are. But yet we have like over 10,000 of them living in the States as pets. I guess as Americans. As Americans. (laughs) American tigers. (laughs) So people own tigers and I don't think breeding them is illegal, but selling them as cubs is illegal. Okay. There's some other things about that. I don't really, I couldn't really understand the whole thing, but it's not necessarily illegal because that's what Carol Baskin is trying to fight. She's trying to bring this law in that you can't own a big cat. Right. So this is the, the, the thing with Joe Exotic and Carol. So he has a zoo. He breeds these tigers. There's a lot of, um, he's got a lot of interesting characters working for him. What do you think makes him appealing as a leader? He is charismatic. He can, um, he's, he's a great entertainer and he makes people feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. He's, he kind of rallies them around this idea. He uses humor, yeah. uh, on, on his positive characteristics. He, he really draws people in. He interacts with his audience when he's actually performing. So as a leader, he, he's 
fun to watch and he's fun to be with when he's not an idiot and a jerk. Um, so I think that's what's appealing to him as a leader. I think one of the things, too, that I sort of picked up on was that he wasn't like everybody else. He was definitely unique. He was unique. Like, even the way he dressed, his hair, his he hair. What, is, what kind of hairstyle is that again? It's a mullet. Um, yeah? A bleached mullet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's awesome. But, like, he doesn't look like this CEO. He doesn't, he doesn't even really even look like a wildlife expert. He just looks like a hick from Oklahoma that has yes. a little roadside zoo. Right. So there's something about that that I think people go, that seems authentic. There was a impression of this was authentic, like he's so weird, this must be who he really is, that people are attracted to that. Seems strange, but yes, they're attracted to weirdness, especially if it's authentic weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, as a leader, not afraid to take risks. He certainly was not. He certainly was not afraid to take risks, and he he had to defend himself frequently. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he would, like, bring these animals into malls. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Come and see a tiger in a mall. Yes. Yeah. And then he would make a lot of money from he that. He made a lot of money because who doesn't want to see a tiger at the Willowbrook Mall? Yes, but he's traveling across country to different malls. I know. It's so great. So it's a traveling circus in malls. So here he is. He's super charismatic. He's fun. He's unique. He's this entrepreneur that's doing something that nobody else is doing. He's definitely spontaneous. He also does these music videos. He does music videos, which is is that really his voice? No. So no. Oh, that's it's a spoiler not his, alert. It's not his voice because he's got a great voice. He should stick to that. I think they would make more money. I don't think he even wrote the songs. He didn't even write the he songs. He just like literally like did a video of him lip singing to the songs. But hey, he owned it like it was his own. Like, he, did you not think that maybe he wrote these? I until I did. he started singing them in the car. And yeah. He was singing along with the songs. I'm pretty sure the voices didn't match. But yes, yeah, so he's he's willing to take risks. He's willing to be his own self, and he really doesn't care that much what people think of him. Now, sort of. Now, hold on. Uh, externally. <laughs> okay, so here's the other bit that I think was a little bit interesting that I think if you're watching the series for a moment, you're caught up in this. You do get this sense that he's for the underdog and that he had a soft spot in his heart for people who were on their last leg. That's true. Literally. And yeah, or two, the last two legs. <laughs> <laughs> and like there are people who, I mean, you, you they, they're interviewed later on, but there are people who had addictions and people who were in jail and people who were homeless. homeless. And he would invite them to live in these rat infested <laughs> trailer it's like a good alternative than living on the street. But yes, but there's and there's a scene too in Tiger King where he stays up all night with his family and cooks a Thanksgiving dinner for the entire community and people lined up and came to eat Thanksgiving. It was for people who had nowhere to go. So he was involved in smart good. He was involved in very smart good. But there is a part of you that at least for me, I can't speak for you. I felt like that was actually very genuine. Like, I think there was a part of him that wanted to redeem his darkness. Yes, I think that's probably true of, of Joe Exotic, like all of us. And I think that's what made him so toxic. 
Yes, because you didn't know whether or not he was a good guy or a bad guy, although it's pretty obvious. Yeah. One moment he's feeding the homeless, the next moment he's, you know, making a plan to take a hit out on Carol Baskins. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So... Let's talk about the red flags because I feel, red flags. I feel like this is where you could really speak to us and help us see what we should be noticing. So a few things, red flags, but we're going to have to kind of talk about things out of order, but we'll, we'll give it, I'll give it my best shot. Yeah, let's go for it. So red flag, um, anybody who makes most of their uh, efforts to destroy the reputation of somebody else no matter who they may be as a leader, um, that's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. So if your whole life is bent upon destroying your competition or speaking badly about your competition or pointing out all their flaws, that's a red flag. Do you think that's an immaturity or insecurity issue? Like why why do some leaders waste their time on that? I don't know. I do know that it's a trap, especially because anyone who is involved in something that's new, exciting, taking a risk. It does require a certain amount of, um, how should I put this? I don't want to say ego, but that probably has something to do with it, that you really are, there's a largeness in your spirit. You have a large spirit, and when you have a large spirit, at the same time, it's easy for you to um, want to make sure that your spirit is larger than anybody else. Especially if someone else comes in and tries to say things about you that you don't feel is correct or true. So let's just put it into like a practical example. Let's say you're working for somebody, it's your boss, um, and they just get so fixated on the competition and they want to expose how the competition is crap and how you're better. And it feels like all your work is based around that. Is that something to pay attention to? That's something to pay attention to. Also, for looking at not necessarily the boss, but colleagues mm. or even yourself. Yeah. If you if you get caught up with comparing yourself with the people that you work with and they're doing something or being asked to do something that you weren't and yet really troubles you, that's probably an indication that you need to deal with that. And then what about the aspect of Joe really felt like Carol was saying things that were not true about what he was doing. And I think for someone like me, even as an entrepreneur, if someone says something that's not true about me, the first thing I want to do is point out how that person's lying, that they're a liar. So I could relate to that aspect. Sure. But at the same time, I felt like the whole um, fixation of trying to take her down because she was trying to take him down it was like it became pathological and completely um, sort of knocked him off course of his mission. So there's a time to defend yourself. There's a time. I mean, I, I strongly suggest that if people are saying things that are not true, that you do defend yourself. Mm. But there's a time not to say anything at all. And certainly um, th- you can defend yourself without trying to point out what other, other people's flaws are. Yeah. And I think that, that that's true, that he... One of of Joe Exotic's issues was his nemesis who ended up, in the end, taking everything away from him. His hatred for her was so great that it sucked the life out of him. Yeah. Now, what's another trait that I think we could learn from 
not to do. Not to do? Yeah. He was also, um, as charismatic as he was, he was so much in love with himself that he really didn't care about the animals in the end. He didn't care about his employees, all his employees. If you listen to any of the interviews, they thought he was a complete jerk, but they used language I'm not going to use in the podcast, otherwise you have to put the explicit marks on there. Yeah, don't do that. Um, He, when you're so focused on yourself, um, you and you become delusional, like Joe Exotic, where you really think that you're going to be able to win the presidency or (laughs) become the governor of Oklahoma based upon your background. So that's another thing we can learn is people who are, it's all about them. uh, That's, that's, or if it all, it all becomes about you, you know that there's an, an issue, a problem there. I think you bring up a really interesting point because he was so in love with himself so in love with himself that he actually lost sight of what he truly was capable of doing. True. He wasn't really capable of running for office. I mean, He wasn't capable of being the governor (laughs) of Oklahoma, right? Yes. He wasn't capable of being the president of the United States either. But he he, he really believed that he he could be. Yep. But it was like such a waste of his time and resources. Right. I mean, I guess people could say what he was going after his dream, but there comes a... His (laughs) dream. There's there is a dream and then there's a fantasy. I mean that was it's not even close to being a dream. But I do think it's important to understand. I mean I hate to use this phrase your lane, like what yeah, you are your limitations to do. And and yes, so no, we don't want to crush your dreams. If you really want to be the governor of certain states, um, we'll support you maybe. Uh, but at the same time. You, you do have certain limitations based upon who you are and where you are at. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the extreme guys of being governor or president of the United States, go for it if that's what you want to do. But Joe Exotic, there ain't no way that he was going to become the governor or the president of the United States. And because he sort of like ran with this fantasy, he did literally use financial resources of the zoo yeah, that he, ultimately affected those animals. He stole, he basically stole money. He stole money. Yeah. In order to actually have his campaign. I think what's really interesting about being so in love with yourself is that you never really know what your mission is. That's true. And so when you want to do smart good, you kind of need to have a sober judgment of yourself who you are, what season of life you're in, what giftings you have, and then you kind of can see your mission. But if you think that you are the Messiah, really, it's not very clear what your mission is. And it, it's, it's again, a waste of time and it hurts people and animals in this case. Yes. And I guess another aspect of this is that he really had nobody to hold him accountable. Ooh, that's good. And there was nobody who kind of told him or read him the riot act, whether it was his husbands or <laughs> his employees yeah. or his, his, um, his partners in business, nobody really. And so he was always getting that positive vibe because he was entertaining and funny right. and had power in a sense that that was his little kingdom is quote unquote animal kingdom. Yeah. Um, Good one. they had nobody, nobody was holding him. So if you around somebody who there's nobody that they're accountable to run. Yeah. And if you don't have someone that you're accountable to, you better get someone right away. Otherwise you might become Joe exotic. 
And that's not a joke. No, that's not a joke. That's, that's not a joke. I mean, you really do have to have people that will hold you to task. And he did surround himself with a lot of yes people. As much as they're kind of trash talking him now, in those times, they looked away when they knew that he was doing things that were wrong. They were yes men. Like, yes. legitimately yes men. So that's something that I'm going to need to pay attention to. Absolutely. Any other traits that you think we should pay attention to? There's so many in Joe Exotic. I'm not quite sure. We could be probably doing the whole series just on that one character. But um, let's pick one or two more and then, you know. Yeah, I think it was very interesting that he really lived for the fame. And not yeah. necessarily for success, which is very different. Yes, he lived for the fame and he didn't really... He, I mean, for him, I don't think it was about money. No. It wasn't about money. It was about glory. It was about people knowing his name. And what's so ironic is, spoiler alert, he ends up in jail. (laughs) And I don't know. Maybe they do show the Netflix Tiger King in jail. (laughs) I don't don't know. know. (laughs) I don't know. But it's kind of ironic because this, of having such a hit, is it a television series? Yeah. Network television? Docu-series. Docu-series. That would have been the fulfillment of his dream. This is what this guy would live for. He even started his own, was it a an it's internet a, show or a, something? A web series, a yeah. A web series himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Right? He's been a while f- around yeah. for... a long time. So can you imagine he's, he now is the star <laughs> of this documentary, this yeah. docu... Docu-series. Docu-series, and he can't even watch it. Or even if he watches it, he's in jail with people who... <laughs> beat his face in so i mean i mean i know i'm laughing and i shouldn't that's terrible but i'm not laughing at him being his face being beaten but you're right it's like here he like his whole life was about becoming a celebrity and he's a celebrity and he's a celebrity but he's has no freedoms no he has no freedoms and i know there are some people that want him to be freed and we'll talk about that in a different episode and there's a lot to be said there but it was not that he was ever really interested in success. He was interested in fame. And I think that's a sign of a toxic leader. Yes. If you're, if you're not driven by success, but you're driven by fame, you're going to fall into a lot of pits. Yeah. Because you're going to always default to uh, wanting people to worship you. And that's going to hurt people. You're going to take down a whole group of people because you're not going to care about them. You're going to care about what everyone thinks of you. Okay. Give us one more bad trait. One more bad trait of Joe Exotic. So let's talk about one more trait before we wrap up this particular episode of Joe Exotic. He was somebody who, um, he didn't like to be wrong and he didn't like folks to disagree with him. So if someone disagreed with Joe Exotic, he would either belittle them or he would eliminate them. So either you were fired, in particular case of his nemesis, he tried to have her eliminated permanently off the face of the earth. True. Um, or if it's an employee, just to dump them on the side of the street. Yeah. And what's interesting is that he did keep the camera going all the time so that he could be performing that. He could be, you know, influencing the audience of people who weren't even watching. Right. So that's another toxic trait. If you if you can't be wrong, if, if, it's a, if you have a hard time with people telling you that you're wrong... Or uh, you try to eliminate them, then you're going to have that toxic leadership. 
when you listen to the interviews of the employees, a lot of them say that when they would try to suggest something to Joe regarding the animals or they didn't agree with something, he would just scream at them. He always had guns and would, you know, never shoot at anybody, but he would always say, I have a gun. I mean, at one point, he's interviewed by somebody and he's talking about um, if anybody comes to shut down a zoo, it'll be another Waco. Yeah, well, that was a good word. And... It was very alarming to hear that, but sure. when he said that, it was like 100% he believed it. It was that moment where no one's going to tell me what I can and cannot do, and if you're in my way, I have no problem killing you. Yeah, that's strong words. Strong words. I mean, this is very exaggerated, toxic leadership, <laughs> but there are people who will say, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do, and if you're in my way, I will just remove you. I will fire you. I will isolate you i will belittle you and eventually the culture of the company will get the memo don't say anything that's going to tick off the leader or you might get fired hurt or humiliated and here are a group of people this kind of shows you know getting drawn into a charismatic leader who are getting paid what a hundred dollars a week i mean that's sick and they were working hours and hours and so it truly was it truly is a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that. There's definitely cult-like tendencies in yes. this show. Well, I think that's enough of toxic leadership. Toxic Joe, exotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm kind of a little bit depressed, but we're going to come back to Joe later. Sure. So Why not? All right. Before we wrap up, I want to give you three takeaways from this episode. Number one, character always trumps charisma. So beware of the leader who values being charismatic and being entertaining more than being a person who has character. And if you are a person who is naturally charismatic, make sure that you are developing a deep and integritous character within you because that's going to help you truly do some smart good in this world. Number two, there is a difference between being self-aware and being self-obsessed. Self-aware is knowing that there are areas in your life that need to be improved upon where you actually do a little bit of personal development. Being self-obsessed is just being so focused on who you are and promoting yourself that you actually become blindsided to your own faults and begin to believe that you don't need to improve. Beware of working for a leader who is self-obsessed and sort of scoffs at becoming self-aware or trying to develop a better sense of who they are. Beware of those kinds of people. And you yourself really do need to value the time that it takes to become more self-aware. You know, really understanding who you are, what makes you tick, what are your weaknesses, what are your strengths, and just going there. I mean, just diving into the deep, dark waters of becoming more self-aware will actually empower you to be a better leader and do more good in this world. And last, number three, when it comes to leadership, a huge red flag that the leader is toxic is that they are more interested in having an alliance than being accountable to anyone. This is so huge. This is so huge. If your leader is worried about who is loyal to them and gathering a small army around them who's going to fight for their personal cause of promoting themselves, okay, I'm not talking about the mission, I'm talking about just their own glory, and they're not accountable to anybody else, 
you better run, Forrest, run. Okay, this is not going to go to any good place. And if you are a leader who, in your own insecurity, finds yourself not wanting to be accountable because you feel bad when people point out your faults or they criticize you or they may challenge you, I want you to humbly spot that red flag within yourself and say, yo, I'm going to make myself accountable. I'm going to find somebody that I can trust. I'm going to get a mentor who I believe has integrity and has self-awareness. They can help me become an integritist, self-aware leader who's leading people to a place of good and not to a place of a train wreck or tragedy. So let's just go over those three little takeaways one more time. Number one, character always trumps charisma. Number two, there is a difference between being self-obsessed versus being self-aware, and you need to be self-aware if you want to be a leader that does good. And last but not least, number three, beware of that red flag of a leader wanting alliance over accountability. You want a leader who's made themselves accountable to somebody. And you yourself want to be a leader who's made themselves accountable to somebody. Okay, that is all from us today. Go out there and do some good in this world. We need you to raise your voice, raise your mission and your cause, make a difference, and hey, make some money while you're doing it because that is the upgraded American dream. Till next time. Hey, did you like this episode? Are you enjoying the podcast? Then do us a huge favor and go to iTunes to leave us a five-star review. And while you're there, let us know why you like SmartGood. Knowing that you like it encourages us to keep doing it. If you want to stay in touch, follow us on Instagram at SmartGoodShow. Peace out.